Okay, guys, welcome back to the Real Time Online Podcast. We are at episode 18. We've covered loads and loads of stuff in the podcast over the months, and we hope you've enjoyed them. Today, uh, I'm joined by Tia and Harley. Say hi, guys. Hello. So we're joined today by these guys. We're going to talk about something that is very dear to all of us. But before we get to that, we actually want to spend a wee bit of time talking about podcasts themselves. And when they meet us, because we wanted, like Harley came up with this idea, and we wanted to get a wee bit podcast section. Uh, wanted to go high concept on this one. So, um, <laughs> why? Well, let's start with you, Harley, since you brought it up. Why? Why do we listen to podcasts? Why are they good? I think it's because sometimes when you get lonely, you need to hear someone else's voice, and you need to hear a conversation. And sometimes an interview doesn't feel like that. A, a podcast feels like that. An interview is someone being asked questions, and a podcast feels like a conversation. Right. It feels more spontaneous. And an interview is where someone's just like being, you know, repeating the same questions over and over, like who's your biggest influence or who's your, you know, on a podcast, anything can happen. Right. So it's like less rules. Yeah. And more spontaneous. So you also get to know the person a bit more. Right. So you seem to have quite a personal connection then to, to podcasts and that the, the way the, the image I've got in my head now is like it's like a, a good bowl of soup. You can just sit down and take it in and it just makes you feel better. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Right, okay. No, that's amazing. Thanks for that, Harley, because I, I, uh, I think a lot of people listening would agree with you. Tia, what, what's your relationship like with podcasts? Do you listen to them a lot? Is it something you enjoy? Yeah, I do listen to them quite a lot. I mean, I listen to like, learn new things. Right. So it's like I've listened to history podcasts, ones about like true crime, serial killers. You're you're then listening maybe from a different point of view if you hardly you're listening to kinda of take things in, take information and learn stuff you didn't know before, that kind of stuff. Um would you agree though with Harley that it's like having it, it's you don't maybe feel as lonely when there's a podcast on? Yeah, I definitely feel the same as like a form of human interaction kind of thing but honestly right. it's only one-sided kind of but Aye. still interaction that's kind of made me think a wee bit about it i have to say i would i would probably i'd if i was going to listen to podcasts i'd probably be more on on kind of your side here in the sense that I, I like a good study or something and there's some great podcasts out there i mean like i don't know if you guys i don't know if it counts as a podcast because I, I hear what you were saying there about a uh, about um, interviews and that kind of stuff, Harley, how they're different. There's a, there's a, I suppose it is a podcast called Desert Island Discs. I don't know if you've heard it. Um, yeah, is that one on Netflix? No, it's on BBC Radio. Um, oh, yeah, we've seen stuff about it. It's technically a radio show, and it, it's somebody who gets stranded on an island in their imagination, and they have to take, I think it's eight pieces of music, and you have to, and they just pick them and talk about them. It's a really cool thing. Um, so you get to hear a lot about, like you were saying to you, a lot about a person's life um, through the music they enjoy and the music they would take away with them. That being said, um, we hope that this podcast has been like that for those guys that have been listening regularly, that you have been able to engage with something and learn something new, like Tia says, but also hear some familiar voices and maybe no feelers alone. Anything else anybody wants to add about the glorious world of podcasts? Actually, what's your favourite podcast, like, in general? Alright, and Tia, what's your favourite podcast? I can't remember the name yet, but it's one, I think it's in Spotify, and it's to do with how 
they like assess it's to do with serial killers, obviously, because I like true crime. But, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But they like analyse what happened in childhood and how that mm-hmm. could have correlated to what they've done. Like there's an episode about Ted Bundy and I think he was adre- rejected by a woman and then right. all his murders fit that profile of the, wo- uh, the woman. So, uh, in yeah. terms of the physical appearance of the person, is that what you mean? So it's like a it's like a, a kind of psychological study of maybe what makes these people tick yeah. and what, what leads them to these kind of crimes. It's dead interesting. Um, what about you, Harley? What's your favourite kind of podcast? I find myself listening to one called the True Jobby podcast a lot. Right. That sounds amazing. What's that? It's, uh, it's this guy called Brian uh, and he's mate Wands McKenna. I can't remember Brian's second name, but... But Brian's like, he looks really hard and he's like got all these tattoos and like he's pure built. But he's such like a sweetheart down to earth guy. Right. Like if you go Google him, you'll see like what you think he looks like. He's like a bit of a sport kind of guy, but like he, he gets loads of people on. He's mm-hmm. done about 250 episodes, I want to say. Wow. He talks about football. He does a podcast called Kickoff with Wadrox, I want to say. He does some stuff with like friends and YouTube and stuff. Um, but he's done podcasts with like absolute legends. He's done podcasts with uh, Ricky Gervais, Dizzy Rascal, uh-huh. like massive people who wouldn't normally do interviews have done podcasts with this guy, and it's amazing. And I'm just every time I, I get the notification for one, it feels like you know I've got somewhere to go. Nice. So that that's something that's familiar and and just. Easy to listen to, and yeah, no, nah, that's brilliant. Thanks for sharing that, Harley. Because that that shows the kind of diversity of podcasts that are out there as well. There's probably something for everybody. So there's a, a brilliant podcast. Uh, I'll actually I'll link to it in the show notes because I can't remember it off the top of my head. But it was about the song Hallelujah, the Leonard Cohen song, and about a girl whose father had fell in love with the tune and actually named her Hallelujah after the song. And it was just loads of different people talking about their kind of emotional, spiritual connection to the tune. I suppose that leads us quite nicely on to what we're going to talk most about today, which is spooky, scary movies. All three of us are uh, big horror fans, as I'm sure you're about to find out. We're going to start off, we're going to look at some some uh, some of the best films that have ever been made, in our opinion. So, the first question, and this is one I get asked a lot, so I'd be interested to know you guys think about it. Why do we like being scared? I don't know, I guess it's a kind of thrill. I know that's prob- that's terms used a lot describing yeah. horror, but it is, like, especially if you're watching it and it's, like, calm for so long and then there's a bit that, like, grabs your attention and it's, like, thrilling and scary yeah. kind of thing. Okay. So, to me, that sounds like if you were going to jump across Springfield Gorge on your bike or you were going to, you know, jump at a tree or, you know, take some kind of risk... That, that, that's got a similar, there's maybe a similar kind of adrenaline rush happening there, I don't know, what do you think? It depends what one you're watching, like I could sit down and watch The Exorcist and I wouldn't be like scared or like thrilling, it's just honestly it's kind of comforting some films to me. Yeah. I don't know if that's unusual or not, but like it is quite comforting, depending on what one and then other ones are like scary and yeah. I don't know, it's just... The feeling it. So just we've we've got a, a fourth member joining us here, guys. Paul Caitlin has just come in to join us. Uh, good to see you, pal. So 
to just bring you up to speed, we were talking there about scary movies and why do we like being scared? So Tia oh, was no. saying there <laughs> Tia, <laughs> Tia was saying there about how when she's watching a film there'll be sometimes where it, it kinda gives her a bit of a jolt and a bit of a thrill. But that some some of the scary films that she watches, like the, you mentioned the Exorcist there, can almost be a comforting experience. There's a comforting kind of element to some of these films if you've revisited them a few times or if you've liked certain things about them. So Tia, thanks for that, pal. That was really informative to, to get your position on that and why we like being scared. Harley, well, I suppose I should ask, do you like being scared? And if so, why? In the perspective of horror movies? Yes. Yeah. In the perspective of life? No. I think that's no. why I like horror movies so much. Because uh-huh. you go into horror movie knowing that you're going to be scared. But in life, you feel like you could be scared at any given moment. And I think that's um, the perspective about it that I like. Right. So is that then a sense that it's almost safe to be scared? Because you kind of yeah, know what's coming? Yeah, it's safe to be scared by that, and you know that you can't be scared by something else. Okay. Right, so it's predictability. It's it's that kind of, all right, I'm going to be scared there, but at least I know. Yeah, I think that's what I like about it. Okay. I want to open, that, that's dead interesting. I want to open this up to everybody here. What um, Do you think that watching scary films in some ways can actually help you prepare for scary situations in your real life? No, because no. I see in scary films on the real and they're not going to happen. But have, you, but have, you got ch- have you ever been chased about a hotel with a guy with an axe? No, probably not. Right. So Caitlin says no, <laughs> quite emphatically and quite uh, without any kind of doubt, which I like. I like that air uh, of certainty about that. Um, Tia, what would you say about that? Do you think watching scary films prepares you for the scary parts of your real life? Maybe not prepare, but I think it would show you how you act to fear. Like if a jump scare comes and you like scream at it, like all jump scares, you might have the same reaction. And if you, I don't know, but some people are. I'm personally yeah. not. But <laughs> right. like, I think it kind of shows you how you react to fear. In a way. So it's not going to help you. In a scary situation, but at least yeah. if a scary situation arises, you kind of know you, you kind of know what's going to yeah. happen and how you're going to react. I can just imagine me being in like Glasgow somewhere and something scary happening, and me just throwing everything and <laughs> running away. So if that's true, <laughs> if, if Tia's theory holds true there, that's definitely what happened. So if you ever see me flailing in Buchanan Street, you know something scary's happened. Harley, what do you think? Would be, well, do you think watching scary films prepares you for the scary parts of your own life? Not in the slightest. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really come into this with any kind of answer. I don't think they do either, personally. They base all the stuff off of real life and there is really petrifying films that have nothing paranormal happening in them and it's literally just about how messed up humanity can get. I think that by the point that they become a horror film, you would have somehow received help. And if you hadn't, then a horror film should teach you to receive help. The best horror films that you come in contact with, you can see yourself as the villain, kind of. All right. And you carry... <laughs> yeah. Think about that, right? Think about, think about like, the scariest character in a film. And if you can't see yourself being scared by that character, it's a crap movie. Well, that's true. I would, I would I'm agree not going to be scared this time. But... It's not going to happen in real life, but... Okay, so are you, you sound like a bit of a realist there, Caitlin. Like, ah, you, like, you if it's, like if it's not going to happen in real life, I'm not really that bothered. 
So, like, well, what's a good film for you then? Is there any is there any films you've been genuinely scared by that you're like that was brilliant? I don't go out my way to watch scary films, right? Because I, I I don't I, I don't enjoy films if they're not realistic, apart from Marvel, but that's Marvel. Aye, I mean the big wonder is that Captain Marvel? That's Captain. Aye. Marvel. Uh, Captain Marvel and Spider. And Spider Man. Aye. So Caitlin's got a couple of posters up on her wall behind her here. Um, but that's fine, and I don't like. Even though we're talking about horror and scary movies here, no everybody needs to like them. And I think there's that whole thing you've maybe heard of with people that some sometimes watch scary films and they laugh because it's it's so unrealistic to them and so unlikely that all they can do is be like, "This is no scary." Um, some people laugh for other reasons, <laughs> right? So is he? Does he just sit and go, "Ha ha." This isn't funny. I, he's he's like, like, this isn't even scary, this. He's like 10. And he's that's actually what I did, to be honest. All these mad, scary films, and he's like that. <laughs> that's funny. I was, watching, I was watching a film the other day with one of my best mates, and I, I just sat and slagged the film off the whole time. That's my well, They just got progressively scared, and it was just brilliant. So that... That maybe leads us on to our next wee question that I wanted to ask you guys and, and talk about. We talked we talked to you a bit about um, why we like being scared or not, or why we seek out to be scared. How what what kind of things that horror films and scary films do that are scary? How do the films themselves make things scary? Oh, don't make me get media. It's no, it's no an in depth like discussive Wait, essay. Exactly, don't have to write a conclusion or anything. What, think about the scariest bit of any film you've ever seen. What made it scary? There's always a build-up to it, isn't it? But then sometimes right. there's no build-up in it, so it's mad. Aye, just do it anywhere. But you, like you were saying there about build-up, that kind of tension. How how do films, how do scary films make that happen? Just they use really dark and really minor music. Right. Sometimes. Yeah. I don't watch scary films, Aye. but for the ones no, that I've no. seen. I think you're right on the money there, Caitlin. I think the, the use of music in, in horror films, or even sometimes the absence of music and the absence of sound. Aye, it's dead can be really silent. Scary. Yeah. We watched a film in second year. Oh, what was it called? Can't remember what it was called, but when another class were watching it, they were just through the wall, and that it was just dead silent. And then a huge jump scare came in, and all you could hear was one of my pals absolutely screaming for the other classroom. <laughs> how do films make that scary atmosphere come about for you? Scary films have gone less scary to me over the years. Right. I don't know if that's because if I'm getting older, but mm-hmm. the first scary film I kind of ever watched was The Shining. Right. When I was about seven, I'm point that out. <laughs> okay. Um, and I watched it, and I could understand why the kids were doing the stuff they were doing. Like, for example, mm-hmm. the twins were, you know, well, trying to like, find their parents. And, but I couldn't understand what the adults were doing. Okay. Or 
why the adults were doing it, and that scared me so much. But like now, I watch a horror film. It's like I don't understand what the kids are doing. I don't understand what the adults are doing. So it's just kind of a mess. Right. But like any horror movie, it's got that kind of feeling where it makes you feel like a kid, and you understand that, and you're scared of the other things that are going on. Yeah, is fantastic and deserves an Oscar. (laughs) Fair enough. Does it happen too often? Horror movies. Yeah, there's Oscar, only been like but, uh, three horror movies that got Oscars, I think. Yeah. And um, Tia, I want to come to you for a minute because you're you're like uh, you're a bit of an expert. What's been the scariest moment, and and how did it? How did the film make that happen? It's mainly a combination of visual and audio stimulants. Right. So it's like the music build up, what like the way the camera like pans and things, and also, horror tend to use um, a low frequency called infrasound, which yeah. you can't hear it, but it like affects how you feel and it makes you more scared. So mm-hmm. they tend to use that quite a lot. Fair enough. So that that infrasound is uh, is something that can actually affect your central nervous system and stuff as well, and um, it's below the human hearing range, but your body still feels the vibration, and it makes you. It's it's that kind of thing that makes you think there's something wrong about you. Um, That's right. Ah, it's mental care. <laughs> it's they must play that in my school. Or it's, uh... <laughs> 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 oh man, that's good. That's amazing. <laughs> um, you should make that the title of this podcast. Okay. They had this in my school. Aye. <laughs> okay, that that's dynamite. Um, right, I want to. You you mentioned something really interesting there, Harley. That you were watching The Shining at seven, right? Mm-hmm. And that was your first experience of horror. Kind of. Kind of. I mean, I don't know if you've ever watched Pinocchio. Pinocchio was pretty scary. Um, was up. There's a bit in Pinocchio that's frightening, by the way, properly. I've never um, oh, Caitlin, you'll be. You'll I be watched it under the glaze like that. Booked. Yeah, it's properly, properly scary. I think the night um, nightmare before Christmas just that. Uh, oh, that's, that's such a good movie. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. That's amazing. So is that is that kind of your threshold then, Caitlin? Something that's strange. A no, wee bit I just spooky, don't, but it just no, I just yeah. don't like it. It just bores me because you know what's right. gonna happen, but because you Aye. know what's gonna happen, you're no scared, but you're like that, oh my god, what are you doing? Ah, you're on edge. You're like, ah, you're such yeah. an idiot, don't go up that way. That's where they are. It's <laughs> so predictable. Right. Fair enough. Um Tia, what what was your first experience of a true like scary movie? Like how old were you? I don't know, like I'd say between eight and ten. Right. So like somewhere in that time range. Can you um, remember what it was? I can't. It was like I can't say I was meant to be asleep, but then I was like watching the TV when I was meant to be asleep, and I seen it, so it was just. Me up, I me up all night. Ah, I would yeah, actually. Be cool if you could find it. I like to find out what movie it was. I was um, watching second year, I know. No, I generally the first thing had a horror. I'd like watched it. I can't remember how long I watched it. Then I just went to sleep fine. Woke up the next morning and I was fine. No bother. A wee quick thing. I should say, this, 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 I think you guys will find this quite funny. I remember the first legit horror film I went to see in the cinema was a, a film called The Ring. Oh. It was the American remake of the Japanese film. So I spent I spent most of it with her 
like, hey, my girlfriend's hands just covering my eyes, so I literally wouldn't be able to see it. And I was still up till like three in the morning. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, so I was a bit of a, how shall we put this? A, a bit of a jobby <laughs> bag uh, when I was uh, when I was younger. I quite enjoy them now, but uh, I. So that was my kind of first horror experience. We're going to move on a wee bit. Why don't you kind of play a wee? I suppose it's a bit of a game. There's some stereo, there's some stereotypes in horror movies, particularly bad horror movies. I would have to say, um, a lot of the classics don't. Cabin in the Woods absolutely rips out this. Well, Cabin in the Woods is a good film to bring up with this one because it it does it rips the mic right out. A lot of these stereotypes, watch it, it's brilliant. It's not a scary movie. It's just it's like a unicorn, unicorn, unicorn. What? <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> If you don't know what we're talking about, go watch the film. Yeah, yeah. Cabin in the Woods is brilliant. It's really funny. It's got some scary bits in it, but it's really funny and really interesting. But what am I, I want to read these out to you here, guys. These are kind of stereotypical characters that you might find in some, as I say, maybe no very good horror movies. So there's the jock. These are all American terms, unfortunately. But that, that kind of sporty person that's dead popular at school. Maybe no too bright, but it's usually the, maybe the leader or the kind of hero. There's the cheerleader. Don't think I need to say too much more about that. There's the kind of nerd slash geek that's really smart, but also usually really scared. Um, there's the nice guy that just is nice to everybody. He's probably going to get killed, but um, it's just like harmless. And then there's what I, the one I find the most interesting actually um, is like the final person. So the final girl is usually what it's called, but there are final guys out there as well. So I wonder if there's any of these that you guys resonate with and see yourself as, or if there's even another, maybe less well-known stereotype that we've not mentioned that you could, if you were in a horror movie, you would be this person. Yeah, I feel like um, I am the person who's watched too many horror movies uh, and knows what's going to happen. So he's like uh, advising, like not to do stuff, but ends up getting killed anyway. So the kind of I told you so. Yeah. Kind of the conspiracy theorist, you know, kind of. Yeah. Now that that totally makes sense to me, Caitlin. If you were in, if you were in a zombie movie, who, what, what kind of character do you think you would be? Definitely the one killing everybody. No, I'm kidding. On, I'm kidding. On, <laughs> I'm kidding <on>. For <laughs> legal reasons, that's a joke. <laughs> um, I think I'm kind of the same as Harley. Like, oh, he's, he's behind that door, and you're walking through the door, and you're going to get scalped over the head. You're going to get scalped over the head with an axe, or I don't right. know, a fire extinguisher or something. Oh, what so, that happened? Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Like, so quite jaded. <laughs> uh, Nobody that scared. Tia, if, we, if you were in a horror movie, what, what kind of character would you be, do you think? Well, if it was like, I don't know, I've got like two different standpoints. If someone came up to me and was like, we're making a horror film, you can pick any character to play, you can pick. I would probably, I'm going to reference Scream here. Like, and if yes. you haven't seen it, then spoiler. But oh, <laughs> at the end, where you work out, like the killer and it's like one of the characters turn bad and it's like them that's kinda doing it. I'd do yeah. that if I got the choice. Right. Or just if it's like, a case of, or be the killer because I think that would be <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kinda knew you, you were going to say that to you. Um and we've learned we've learned a lot about you in this podcast, I think. And and I'm glad podcast, like I'm getting, and, uh, getting yeah. just Always the it's always the quiet ones, guys. Um, so <laughs> thanks for that, Tia. So Tia's 
either Tia's going to be the killer, which is which is jolly fun. Um, <laughs> I think if I was going to be in a horror film, I'd quite like to be the baddie as well. They got all the good. No, you would be. You'd be running away. I know, but <laughs> if it was a film, <laughs> fictional, Caitlin, fictional, <laughs> I get to be what I want. Uh, I think I think we all know I'd be the guy that just stood there and, and silently prayed. But like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that was good while it lasted. Deed. The numbers were um, <laughs> Yep. So that you'd be like the zombies in Shaun of the Dead. You would? No, you would. Oh, right. You'd just like be hoarded, like along with everyone else. You'd just be like, right, okay, let's pretend we're a zombie just so that we can be safe. But like, no, we. You know the exact thing I'm talking about? I can see that. Right, Jake's the guy outside the pub who pretends they're a zombie just so they can get in the pub and have a few pints. Aye, that's a. I'll take that as a compliment. I like that. Um, cool. And if it doesn't work, you wouldn't be taking it as much, apart from well, the deed. It's a gamble, isn't it? But it's a gamble I'd be willing to take. Uh, it takes a lot of bravery to pretend yeah, to be a zombie. I'm quite, I'm quite pleased with it. Oh, I'll try to big yourself up there. Uh, well, somebody has to. Cool. <laughs> so, we've chatted a wee bit about all this stuff, guys, and it's been very, very insightful. I've just seen a wee article that Harley sent me there's a couple of other things we're going to talk about before we finish up, but this is an interesting article in Hollywood Reporter. Harley, I know you know the answer to this because you just sent me the article, but off the top of your heads, do you know which horror movie is the only one to have won Best Picture at the Oscars? Not a cool... Fair enough. Tia, any guesses? I know that's not general thing. Probably it. Because I've read it before sure. and I can't think about it. It's not it. I'll, I'll it was not a horror movie at all. No. Well, so about the Ah, no, guessing's fine. We're welcome guessing. I just don't want Tia sitting thinking that was it, not Um Cool. Any other guesses before we put you at your misery? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that said the articles. I can't guess, and what I can think is guess. Does Emdy feel like Tia's going to be raging if she doesn't get this? <laughs> yeah. I can feel it in the atmosphere. Yeah, it's almost like infrasound. Um, I can smell the nose. Right, Tia, I'm going to have to rush you here, pal. You need to give me yeah. an answer. Now. I can't. I can't think. Countdown. Okay. Ten, nine, eight, seven. I think Tia's thrown in the towel. Um, yeah. So it is, of course, the legendary. 1992 uh, horror classic Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Um, oh, I like uh, that film. There's this wee article here. It's a brilliant article, guys. Um, if you get a wee read at it, um, it's the only six horror films that have ever been nominated for a for a Best Picture Oscar. There's films like Get Out um, and The Exorcist and Jaws. Silence of the Lambs obviously won it. The Sixth Sense, which is a great film, no spoilers. Black Swan, which I'm dying to watch. I don't know if any of you guys have seen that. The Bali one, that's also I meant to be like that. mad horror. Oh, is yeah, it any good? Yeah. Pretty mad. It's pretty mad. Get a one you right now. Yeah. It's the cool. same so worth watching. Watch, yeah, it's movie. definitely worth watch. Okay, cool. Good to know. Um, but what in terms of this is like. Caitlin, this is maybe where you're maybe no going to have an answer immediately because you've no seen a lot of scary films. But in terms of the classic horror films that everybody talks about, what's what's your favourites? <laughs> I've only seen 
kind of one or uh, one horror film out of choice, but it wasn't really a right. horror. It was a bit like Shaun of the Dead, where it was funny, but it was a horror. Right. Kinda. Knife what shoot. was it? Knife shoot. Oh yeah. It was like it was like kind of had that kind of dark vibe, but it was quite funny. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. Um, fair enough. No, cheers for that because I've not seen that film, so I, don't, I didn't even realise it, it had birthday. that kind of. Oh, nice. nice. Okay, that's that's been added to the Craig Dunn must watch list. That's cool. Cool. Uh, Harley, what about you? What would you? What's the number one? This changes daily now. By this point, mm. <laughs> I mean, really good. Reagan making it there, really? but like, saw. So, I saw as a horror film, but like, I don't like saw for the reason that everyone else likes saw. Everyone else likes saw because it's like you know, it's also woke and clever and does all this smart stuff. I like mm. saw. For the reason I had a two thousand dollar budget, it's in one room and it can scare the absolute pants out of you. Yeah, uh, it's a, I've not seen it myself, but I know that it's it's seen as a film that kind of does a little, a lot. And we know very much, so that's I that, I can totally see why you would like that. Tia, what's uh, what's your favourite of the day? Because I imagine yours changes quite often as well. I've normally get a current favourite that changes a lot, but my all time favourite is The Shining. I absolutely right. love it. What is it about the shining that you love? I don't know, I guess. Um I don't know how many people know about this, but obviously it's a Stephen King thing and mm-hmm. he got the inspiration from a dream he had while staying at the Stanley Hotel in America. Yeah. And it's based on a dream that he had about his son getting chased by like the hose. It you need to watch it. The shining is the shining is a classic. <laughs> right. Um, and actually, I'm we, staying in a hotel right now. Can we not talk about the shining? <laughs> well, that's like, like a concern that I have every single time yeah. I go to a hotel that the, the, the events of the shining will come real. There's a, there's a hotel in Liverpool um, called the Adelphi. Some of you maybe have heard it if you're into kind of true horror and true ghost stories and stuff. Um, there's been loads of paranormal investigations in the Adelphi over the years. Some of our older listeners might remember the Adelphi from late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, BBC because they made a, a whole TV series about it. But I've I've stayed there and uh, it's it's weird when something's in your head like that that you know a place is haunted and you know it's got that reputation. You're like, uh. and I I remember walking down. There's really long corridors in there, Delphi, kind of like The Shining, kind of like The Stanley. Uh-huh. It's, it's properly freaky. Like it's proper. Like oh, okay. This is uh, you're constantly watching your back. So no, I totally like the shining and the the, the score of the shining is amazing as well. The, the music and the shining and yeah. the sound design. The shining is one of the horror movies that that it doesn't scare me anymore. Yeah. But every time I watch it, I notice something new about it that yeah. just yeah. makes it even scarier. Although I would I would say if you like the movie and if you read books, the book is like really good obviously the mm. film comes to the book but the writings i would say that's the only book i've ever read that in movies been better that's an interesting yeah. one i can see that stephen king does not like it stephen... stephen king hates it and i don't understand why he doesn't like the film stephen king liked it but didn't like the shine or carry 
Carrie's great. I forgot about Carrie. Carrie's, Carrie's, Carrie's an amazing film. So we've all given a wee bit of our opinions on our favourite horror movie. It's funny to be scared, isn't it? It's 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 a strange thing that we seek out as human beings, but it's a multi-million dollar industry, so we, they, they must be doing something right. So we hope we've uh, left our listeners with some good suggestions and some good recommendations, as always. Uh, hope we've no kept you up at night. We hope you sleep at night, talking about all these mad scary films. And hopefully we'll be back again soon, guys, um, talking about something else that we care about. So thanks very much to you guys for uh, giving us your time, and thanks for listening, and we'll uh, see you in the next one. Peace. Bye. 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 <laughs>